welcome to the Incredible Hulk podcast. Rawr! Yes, indeed. And we are talking about the season three story called Falling Angels. Yes. Uh, which starred, of course, our beloved Bill Bixby as Dr. David Banner, Mighty Lou Ferrigno as the Incredible Hulk, and Jack Colvin as Jack McGee. Co starring Annette Charles as Rita. Debbie Morgan as Jody, Cindy Fisher as Mickey, and Anthony Herrera as Don, the horrible budder. It was written by Eric Caldor and DK Kreismain, I think it is, uh, and directed by Barry Crane. And to talk about this story is none other than my friends here. Sue and Alex, how are you both? Good. Yeah, same. Great. Now this one uh, um, opens literally up um, and starts the story right off the bat. You know, literally David's involved right from the moment he gets off the bus. Um, he, he arrives in town, gets off this bus, and within seconds he's bumped into and knocked off his feet by two teenage girls, which are jo uh, uh, Jody and Mickey. And uh, they say sorry, and they, and they run off. And in the, in the, in the uh, chaos, uh, um, They've dropped this locket. David's like says, oh, "All right, I better go after them, and give it to them," you know. Um, and so, in, you know, all this is happening really rapidly. We're getting introduced to characters, the place where they live. Um, so he goes down and, uh, 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 to the to, to the place, and it's called um, Chelsea Heights Home for Girls, and it's for it's an orphanage. We find yeah. out. Yeah, and it's spelled it's spelled funny. It's not spelled like. Chelsea, uh, I the, the, the city, the city that we live in, in in Massachusetts, or Chelsea, the the part of London. It's it's spelled with a Y. Yeah, C H E L S E Y instead of C H E L S E A. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so yeah. that's instantly, you know, in your face. And the other thing that's in your face is when they when they when uh, they talk about the lady who runs the, the Chelsea Heights school for or home for girls, it's Miss Winners. And uh, it, yeah. that's, that's kind of like a throw to uh, dark shadows. Cause there was a Miss Winners who was, you know, taking care of the, the Collins kids. Ah, Oh yeah, so it's possible. It's possible that um, you know the, the writer yeah. may may have written even written for uh, uh, Dark Shadows, or, or may have been a fan of it. You know, yeah, I don't know, but they, but that name Miss Winners was like, oh, Dark Shadows. Anyway, <laughs> um, and actually, one of the act actresses from Dark Shadows was in a Hulk episode, uh, Catherine Lee Scott. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, um, she played one of the Collins, didn't she? I can't remember which one now. But anyway, yeah, she was in one of those. Yeah, <laughs> um, and she was called Collins in that, I think, as well. I think they actually so it was named deliberately after the, the, the you know the uh, Dark Shadows character. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So we're introduced to Rita, who's like the head of the place, and um, he ha he hands back the locket, David. And the two girls are there, and um, Rita says, "Oh, I'm having trouble 
with my boiler, uh, so to speak. And uh, so, so she said, would you mind having a look at it? You know, because you need a man around the place, you know. And so David said, well, I don't know anything much about them, but I'll have a look. And uh, um, this guy comes out who ends up being like the sleazeball of the, the show, a guy called Don. And, uh, you know, he's talking to her and that. And, uh, and uh, he says, who's this fella here? So it's, it's David and stuff. He's, he's, he came, he, he, uh, he's trying to fix our boiler. Ah, well, why don't you hire him? Because we need, you know, an extra pair of hands around and stuff like that. Um, so he ends up getting hired. And, but you can see that Rita's a bit uncomfortable about the whole thing. Um, because she doesn't really want anyone else involved, you know, as it were. Because as we find out what they're up to, they're up to a scam, you know. And uh, so she doesn't really want another a pair of eyes and ears hanging around to bring up in case they find things out. Anyway, uh, um, the scam was interesting. The scam was interesting. It came from. It was like uh, there was a a part of the scam that was pickpocket. Part of the scam was um, the girls were would uh, while they were fundraising for the the orphanage, they would also be fundraising for Don. They yeah. would break into safes and things. Yeah, that's right. They were, yeah, and they were very good at it too. But they, they you know, the street, the sort of street, streetwise kids type, you know, which is what they were, um, very much so. Uh, um, anyway, David's hired, and so he's like a sort of like a handyman, and he, he, he and uh, stuff like that. And um, Jody chat uh, later on chats with David. They have like a, sort of like a little chat and. Um, about living in the orphanage, you know, and and uh, David saying, you know, that he, you know, he, he got, he would be the last to get chosen when he was a kid in sports or things like that, and he felt always slightly excluded from the action. And Jodie's saying a similar thing, you know, she gets left out and gets, you know, left on sidelines. And it's David getting quite teary-eyed about the whole thing. Um, Don. Um, has his hands all over Rita uh, and in front of the girls, which is not, you know, pretty tacky, I think, you know. This is when we see them both um, doing a, like this little trial run of opening the safe. They've got this little safe that he's brought in and um, he's and trying. They have, this, they have this cool like instrument. Yeah. That helps oh, yeah, them like the thing crack the... Yeah, uh, yeah, and like when they're turning the... Uh, Turning the button, the dial on the safe, it's like it lights up when they get when they get the right number, doesn't it? Like the light goes on. Yeah. And when they get three lights, it, it opens. And he's timing it on a stopwatch, you know. And they, you know, they're they're very, but, but both of them are really slick at what they're doing. You know, they they definitely have a lot of experience in this. And uh, they, right in the time he he, he did. They open the box and he stops the watch and that's fantastic great work you know you've taught them well and all that you know but rita's really not happy with him being around you know um he, he's you can see he's making her skin crawl when he's advancing on her you know um and um he said you know they're going to make us a lot of money you know um yeah. he said we got this thing you know later on this week or tonight or whenever it was um 
this charity auction at this rich woman's house <coughs> to raise funds for the, the orphanage. And they're going to do a safe break there and take all the jewels that she's got hidden there and everything like that. So they, they, they're planning this, you know, this heist, as it were, at the, this, this woman's house. Um, and so he's, you know, they're being prepped for that, really, you know. Um, but anyway, she's kind of unwittingly going along with the whole thing. She cares deeply for the girls, but really doesn't give, really want to know him at all. Um, but I, so I guess he's just a means of a way out at the moment, you know. Um, out of their predicament because they're not making much money at the orphanage. Um, so therefore, she has to turn to crime. They, they, per, they performed... Uh, well, first of all, uh, David was... Um, David was uh, outside of the store, you know, sitting there buying some products for, like, probably the the pump or whatever it was fixing thing. And he notices the girls rip off this guy's wallet. And first of all, he takes off after them. And then um, they sneak be, uh, they sneak behind this building. And then, and then he runs into uh, a couple of. Um, well, the guys that are throwing the like, trash away, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're sanitation there? workers, oh, yes. and, yeah. and uh, they had grabbed the girls, and uh, David got all in the middle of that, and um, they were talking about the wallet, and then they were just like, "Well, we're just going to call the police," and then David's like, "Heck no," and the girls are like, "Heck no," and so he gets. Uh, they try to detain him by throwing him in a dumpster and he gets eaten by a bunch of rats and he turns into the Hulk. Rawr. So that's the first Hulk out. And he's like, he's like not letting any, any of this go. I'm yeah, glad that the, the bit where he, uh, where he, he attacks like, one of the trash guys, the trash men, the sanitary men, you call him, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then he pushes the, the, pushes the, 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 the truck down the, down the, and he starts, tumbling backwards down the alleyway and the guy gets and know, then it runs over him no he no he, he doesn't run over him he, he, the guy's on top he climbed up the top of it oh yeah yeah away from the hulk because when he shunts the thing the guy ends up falling backwards into all the trash into, into the into the hopper yeah and then he and then the he runs into him. and then he runs the truck he pushes the truck and the truck hits the hits the, the power pole it's a power pole, that's right, yeah. And it, bo it bounces him again in the trash. And so he's running down the street, and, uh, and there's a little comedy moment here with this guy called George, who's on the public phone. Oh, my God, and the music got weird there. And he's talking to the wife. I mean, it went from, like, wife, super yeah. funk to, <laughs> like, these bleep, 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 and I was like, what the world? And Alex mentioned that, too. Here, talk about the music, baby. Um, yeah, I, I really thought the music was... Um really strange um i don't know the they had some good actors in this episode and the hulk outs were uh, amusing but i don't know if they were trying to be too city-like or, or urban or whatever it was because i noticed that then the other people at the at the house party or the fundraising party seemed very you know fish out of water it's like you know even though it was funny that the old woman with all the jewels said you know 
he could have at least used the door. But I mean, after that, it was kind of, you know, a little bit silly in my opinion. Um, I can understand too that, um, you know, this is one of Debbie Morgan's first acting jobs. And then she became really big on all my children, the TV soap opera in America. And, uh, and charmed when that first came out on the on the um in the nineties. She was really big on that show as a villain. And you know what I mean? But it's just like a lot of it I, I could have, you know, done without seeing this episode. I I understand they were trying and everything, but it's just like, uh eh, this is boring me a little bit. Um The bit where um uh, uh the the guy's on the phone, um just to backtrack a wee bit there, because we've sort of raced ahead again. Um, we've got the Hulk, he's talking to the wife and it sounds like he's a bit of a, you know, the wife is definitely a stronger character than him. He's quite a weak kind of guy, you know, yes, 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 ma'am. Oh, yes, love, no love, you know, and, uh, oh, I've run out of money. All right. What's the number? I'll call you back. She says, hangs up. You the Hulk's coming towards him. He legs it down the street. And yeah. then, the, and as he comes by, the, the phone rings back, and it's the wife. Bringing the oh yeah, the guy, the guy getting received. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird too. I was kind of like, okay, guys, are you trying to show that the city has, you know, people that are always in a bad mood? Because I don't need the TV show to show me that. You know, I, I can tell. I live in the city. I know some people are always in a bad mood. So. And yeah, anyway, I, anyway, yeah, she she pisses the Hulk off and he, he trashes the phone. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah so no, I mean, that, yeah, that was funny in a way, but it yeah. was also weird. It was like, okay, guys, I, I got it. In the big city, everybody, you know, everybody's in a bad mood and looking out for number one. But it was kind of like I didn't really see why they had to include that uh, in, even if it was, you know, half comical. Um, I'm just like, eh. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I think I can tell what they were trying to do. They were trying to be city-like, but it's kind of like, okay. And I didn't understand why the sanitation workers were so hell-bent on uh, arresting the girls and, uh, and David. It's like, you know, I could understand in the story if they had done it beforehand, but it was kind of like jarring, you know, so... So it's like, you know, it's sort of like pigeonholing them, like the guy says, you know, uh, to, because McGee shows up. That's right. McGee shows up and he's questioning, he's, and he's quizzing the two sanitary guys about the Hulk thing, you know. One of the guys says, you know, uh, I bet they're from that, uh, um, that orphanage. There's nothing but trouble there, you know. So in a sense, he's kind of like pigeonholing people into saying that. Everyone who's down the luck and is an orphan, obviously, is on you know uh, on the other side of you know on the wrong side of the the law, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of clicheing things a bit, um, but that tips McGee off to go to visit the house, you know. So it's only a few blocks in here. Um, so it happens that the, uh, um, David and the gang uh, are in a little um, van and they go out to get supplies, you know, for the uh, that auction. So therefore. They're just leaving as McGee arrives. Um, and he goes wandering around and, you know, they're all, they're not there, you know, and he speaks to those two guys and coming to the story later on. The guys that are erecting this sort of marquee thing out the back or something. Uh, uh, and, uh, or maybe that's the other place. So, yeah, that's the other place, I think. Yeah. There's no one there. So he, he, he says, like, there's no one here. You may as well not hang around. 
and uh, you see this um, this thing. Uh, what do you call them? It's like a generator thing, that thing that's chugging. You know, the little engine thing, and it's like a purifying thing. It's a pump. It's like a it's like an air compressor or a pump, and then they load a bunch of. Uh, it, it's sort of what they use for, um, like, airbrushing or air painting homes. And they load it. They load all the paint in the top of that hopper. Another hopper. Another one, yeah. And they they load it all in that, and then they. And then it sprays out uh, paint. The trouble is, is like if it's, um, I mean, he they loaded it with a bunch of noxious chemicals. Yeah, it was some insect, insect, uh, like you know the stuff they use to fumigate places where they got um, bugs in them or something. Yeah, uh, and they were using it for that, weren't they? They were pouring. Yeah, like, when I when I do when I do fumigation or whatever of places I have a an industrial strength uh, respirator mask it's a very plush mansion by the way this woman's got uh, uh, um, and uh, Rita's there and she's talking to like this little news crew about the auction and raising you know much needed funds for the for the home and uh, uh, the orphans under her, her care so yeah. David's there as well, obviously, because he drove the girls, you know, he's picking up supplies, uh, he's bringing supplies in there or something. And uh, uh, um, he notices the two girls slipping away upstairs. He's going, aye, aye, what's going on here? Um, so he ends up pursuing them. And uh, lo and behold, they're in this room and there's, the safe, there's a safe in there. And they're doing what they did earlier on. They're cracking the code with that little machine thing. And... And uh, presto, they open the door of the safe, and there's all these jewels in there, like pearls and diamonds and everything. And they, 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 you know, they're, they, they're emptying them out. And David's standing by the door. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't things. like he was pissed off at the girls. No, he was just like you know, like that. You know. Yeah. Can you can you please explain what you're up to here? Um. And so the girls didn't really explain. No, but he went to read Richard. Richard, yeah, Richard yeah. told him, didn't she? Sort of thing. Well, initially, she actually says, you know, like keep your nose out of it, you know. Um, uh, um, at the beginning, she says, like, don't you know, don't don't pry away, you, you know, it doesn't concern you. Later, she apologizes for her, her um, how she spoke to David. And she she actually admits that she spent she spent previous time in prison, and you know doesn't want to go back there. Obviously, and she says that she wants to pull this off. And, and that, that's her name. And he, she says her name, and uh, I can't remember it now. But her real name's different. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, well, then, so then they've got the. I mean, he's got he's got her sort of in a hard place, but and he and he makes the suggestion that. You know, if it is this guy, Don, that's like causing all of this havoc in her life, that maybe she can, uh, maybe she can back out of this deal by like planting the jewels on him and that he can just sit by the phone in the other place and wait for her call. 
Yeah, that's a, good, that's, a good, that's, that's a good little idea they do there, which of course ultimately doesn't go, well, initially it doesn't go very well, but it, I mean, ultimately in the end it does, but but it kind of backfires on them a bit, um, you know, because it obviously causes, you know, David to be in trouble. Um, but they do it very well. They, 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 cause, they, they, they cause a bit of a, a, a you know, distraction um, with the, the posh lady there and, and that. And... Um, successfully dropped these um these diamonds and stuff into his pockets without him noticing one of the girls says later on she says what if he checks his pockets we're doomed you know <laughs> um, but that, that doesn't happen but uh, anyway so they, they they pull that off really well um so she makes a call she makes a call to david it rings once she hangs up so it's like his cue kind of thing right and, and he's so about he's to, trying he's to he's trying to call the Police. the police but these other guys come in and they're like they like beat him up and throw him down in the in the um what is it a garage, inside a garage the pump room yeah room room yeah some sort of uh, um in the pump room and then and then they they pour they put a hose through that through the wall or through the door or whatever and um and David is unconscious, and he's in the this room, and he's kind of sealed up in there. And then they start the, they fill up the hopper, and they and they start up the machine, and and it starts pouring uh, noxious like, chemicals yeah. into into this room. Now, interestingly, as that's going on. We get a really rare moment here, which I don't think has ever been done since. I mean, it's only a little moment, and it won't light up your world or anything, but it's, it's interesting, none the least. Um, McGee, I think, is in the room adjacent to it or something, snooping around. Yeah. And he, and he spots David's duff, a famous duffel bag. Yeah. And, he's, and he was, he's about to open it and have a look inside, you think, is he going to find him out, his identity? No, but he he does he does dig through the the bag. He digs through, but the whole the whole power happens at the same moment, kind of thing. And um, due to like the whole crashing out of the bag, you know, out through the door, it distracts him. You know, so he turns away from the bag and goes looking out and sees the Hulk out there. But I'm just thinking, had he read read some of those things, he may have found out who David was. You know, that it was David. You know, David. Yeah, but he was looking for everything, and so he was also looking through all the. The papers that were there on the desk from the orphanage. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was—he just—he was—he had like a glut of information, and he was not. Uh, he decided he wasn't gonna. Um, once he heard the Hulk, he—he's like, "Oh wow, this is the, this is what I live for," and he and he just went running out after him. <laughs> Yeah, that was his like that was his cue. Yeah, he loves that. <laughs> so he's out there in hot pursuit again, um, and uh, uh, um, the Hulk, of course, you know, um, sorts out the two fellas and throws sends them flying, and he heads for the uh, the mansion house where the auction is, followed very very you know not very far behind by McGee in his car. <laughs> so he's yep. desperate to get there. You see how desperate he gets. I've got to follow this. You know, it's so important. So he's, he's on the race after the Hulk. Um, but of course, the Hulk gets there first and smashes through the, the, the bay doors or wherever they are, you know. And in, to, to, to the shock of the ensemble, ensemble 
And that's when I think she says, you know, to McGee, when McGee does get there, she says, uh, as Alex said earlier on, the woman says, you could have at least used the door, you know, open the door. <laughs> Instead of smashing through it. Um, yep. But, you know, the Hulk's not subtle like that, you know. Um, nope, not subtle. And definitely cannot be bothered with a door or a wall. You know, won't find the path of least resistance. Always chooses the path of highest resistance. You know, chases bad guys, pushes trucks. You know, he's just a, you know, he's not a, he's not a, an intellectual, like a, like a work smart, not work hard. He's a work hard, not work smart kind of superhero. And I appreciate that about Hulk. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, 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 absolutely, yeah. So anyway, he sorts out the, he sorts out Don. Uh, uh, um, so, and, and of course, in, you know, me trying to, um, Rita's called the police, you know, and uh, or the old dear did. I can't remember who, but anyway, someone did. And uh, she told she told somebody in the in the party to to call the police. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so they and so they were called, and they were really close, actually. So it was cool. Yeah. But the Hulk, you know, as soon as he hears the sirens, that's his cue to get out of there, you know. He never hangs around for right. the cops, you know. Right, and he was like, um, the la the old lady found, um, especially Don being on the ground, and all the jewels, all of her jewels falling out of his pockets. Um, he, he's, ca he's caught basically red-handed, which he really was. You know, he didn't think that he'd ever be implicated in this scheme, but... There it is. The evidence is right there. Yeah, he's been he's been well banged to rights, they say. Yeah, and it's always yeah. nice to see that the the, the the you know the the rotter of the piece get its just desserts. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And you know they always do in the end, you know, in these stories. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that all 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 ends well there, you know. And um, a little later on, David's preparing to leave. And he's waiting on a little bench to wait to catch the bus, as he did. You know, he's leaving as the as he as he came in, and uh, Jody comes to to see him, and she's with she's Jody, Jody just kind of begs him, please let, let let me go with you. I just you know you need somebody to hang out with you. I need somebody to hang out with me. It, it's got to be better than this, and so. And she brings his duffel bag for, back for him as well, which is rather nice, you know. Yeah. She said, you have to dodge McGee to get it. <laughs> she said he's still snooping around the house. <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of touching in a way. But you know, obviously with David's you know background and what happens to him, he can't he can't be responsible for having her with him as well. You know, he can't be a um her uh, guardian or anything like that, you know. And the Hulk isn't a really good daddy yet. No, he hasn't got daddy skills. I mean, skills, I think you know? I think that after after the Infinity, the 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 the, the situation with the with what's going on in the um, in the MCU movies right now, the Hulk may turn into a good daddy figure for somebody. I'd say he'd be a good one for for the 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 daughter of Thanos, um, what's her name? The one played by Lieutenant Uhura. Anyway, um, he'd be a good daddy for her because, you know, they're, they're both amazing superheroes and they, they, neither of them need a lot of supervision. 
But as a kid, as a father for a kid, no. Hulk is not that kind of guy. <laughs> He'd be good at protecting them in moments of danger, but he wouldn't be able to sort of like have a, a you know a, a father and daughter sit down talk. Yeah, uh, you're you're in trouble now. <laughs> so you know how was your day at school? And, you know, he wouldn't be able to relate really. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and he wouldn't be able to help. Oh my gosh, that that, that boy that. tried to kiss you, Hulk oh, smash. Yeah, <laughs> Igno's there going rawr. Yeah, but that's all we'd be able to do. But I mean, if she's like saying, I've got, Dad, can you help us with some homework? I'm a bit stuck on this question about maths. Uh, you know, he'd be, he'd be slightly, uh, you know, stuck on the thing. Yeah. Let me call him down first. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Fallen Angels. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and they weren't falling anymore. They were, they were rising angels by the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, I, was, I was all worried that this would be like some kind of, you know, throw to Charlie's Angels. Well, these were all, you know, crazy girls, super. Uh, and then I took them away from all that. No, it was, it was, I, I was impressed. Frank, the music in this story was way too weird. It wasn't, it wasn't normal <laughs> folk music. And it wasn't super funky 70s music. It was, you know, there was a bit of almost 8-bit tunes and it was just too weird yeah i heard a little bit of uh, a couple of little bits of um 70s synthesizer in there as well at some point yeah yeah, yeah it was weird <laughs> so yeah so um alex you loved it didn't you this episode yeah, uh, yeah no, no. Um, no i wouldn't say that um like i said the music was weird i i guess i guess they were trying to you know make it very city-like um yeah that's I mean, it, just a lot of it I didn't like. It didn't seem to have enough um, story. Um, I mean, and then the other issue was uh, the fact that, um, you know, Debbie Morgan's character uh, had a huge uh, guilt complex as well. And it's kind of like, hmm, you know, I, um, you know, I, I, I almost was grateful at the end, even though, you know, she was right to return his money. Uh, not that she stole it, but she found it, uh, I guess, when he was in that room where the poison was being pumped in. Um, you know, she kind of added a little bit of jive there, too, and I was kind of like, okay, was that to, you know, prove that she's still a sister? You know, she's still alliance with the black people. So it's kind of like, yeah, if, if I had seen that script, I would have said, yeah, they, you know, characters here aren't very well developed, and it seemed to be just a, a plot-driven, plot-device kind of thing. So if it was up to me, I probably would have said, yeah, either rewrite this or, uh, you know, don't film it at all. But I think that was the other issue, too, that, um, you know, in the, set, in the late 60s, early 70s, and late 70s, I think they were trying to, you know, fight that stereotype of, oh, it's TV, therefore it isn't very gritty or realistic or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think they might have added this to try to say, well, you know, he's not as suburban as he seems or whatever. So it just, you know, I like some of the actors, but it was very plot, plot driven, plot arranged. So anyway, guys, that is, um, that is uh, the, the, the story. We're pretty much um, wrapping it up now. Um, so I'd like to thank, um, obviously, my friends for being here and talking about this. And that, of course, is Alex and Sue. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we will, of course, be back 
with another incredible hot podcast very soon indeed. So until then, guys, don't hunk out. <laughs>